The following podcast you're about to listen to is brought to you by the Push Start Media Network, where everything you do in life begins with Push and Start. Another edition of Beat the Odds with S.Y.E. Ruder, I messed that up last time. I said it was Sports Your Enthusiasm, but it wasn't. It was Beat the Odds last week, so I got it right this time. But nonetheless, you know me. I'm your humble host, Bryce Benjamin, along with my co-host, Mr. Ed Ruder via satellite. What's good, sir? That's a good night so far. I'm a little sad you didn't announce my third straight week of co-host of the year, but that's fine. I guess guess we're off that train. At this point, they got it. I think like two times in a row, they kind of understand who the co-host of the year is, who the co-host of the year was, the best there ever will be. Uh, I messed that up. I was trying to do the Bret Hart thing. That's right. We're still members of the Hart Foundation. You're good, buddy. You're an honorary (laughs) member. You're all set. But, Ruder, we have special guests in the building. Well, via satellite, I like to say. He's been on the show before. You heard his beautiful voice, Mr. Joe Kasha. I said that right? Absolutely. All right, boom. I was practicing that. Joe, what's good, bro? How you doing? Nothing. I, I was um, sad you didn't announce that I was was the co-co-host for of the year. for Co-co? You know what? You're right. Let me, let me rephrase that. My bad. Introducing the co-co-host of the year, Mr. Joe Kasha in that the just, building. That just doesn't sound right at all. <laughs> He's my Coco. (laughs) Once that came out, that I just I wanted to hit the rewind button on that. We edit this shit, right? Hey, we're here now. It's too late. It's Uh, there. Maybe going back. Oh well. (laughs) How y'all feeling today, fellas? I'm good. I'm. It's Friday, and I I'm off for the next two days with the weekend. It's beautiful. So Joe, for those who don't know, I don't know if we had that uh, discussion on our last podcast. Joe is a is a teacher, and uh, Joe, just real quick before we dive into the show, how is the remote teaching going? Are, are you remote? Are you in classes? What's what's going on there? So I actually I report to my school, but I'm fully virtual right now. But I report to my school because my my two boys come with me, and they go into a, a learning center and do their school through a computer there with um employees of my school that help them out so i am fully virtual at least until november 9th and then it probably looks like it's going to be some sort of hybrid instruction at that time but yeah that's that's very exciting all virtual it's all digital it's not bad man i'm telling you some kids thrive with it the kids that don't do well in the classroom um some kids thrive with it some kids don't but it's definitely interesting we're thinking, make, we're thinking about making Bryce all virtual from now on. Not even real. <laughs> Hologram Bryce. I, I am a very virtual person. <laughs> Your humble virtual host, Bryce Benjamin. <laughs> <laughs> Gentlemen, week four is upon us. We are closing in on the first quarter of the season. We kind of know what teams are. A lot of teams are who we thought they were. A lot of teams aren't who we thought they were. And... um. Yeah, man, so far so good. You know, we was moving forward all nice until Tennessee had to fuck it up. 
Good job, Titans. Thanks. Remember the Titans. <laughs> <laughs> but nonetheless, man, they're not going to stop the rest of these games. So we're going to go ahead. If you've been listening to our series, you know how this rolls. We're going to pick our picks against the spread. And then at the end, we're going to give our locks. And then I got a nice little free parlay for people listening as well. So if you want to throw some money down on it, I'm two for two of my parlays at back-to-back weeks. So I'm feeling good. That's good stuff. That's good for the people to hear. Yes, sir. I'm not a, I'm not a betting man myself, but uh, I'd, I'd listen to you. Hey, trust me. I got you. <laughs> Big All trust. Right. Big trust. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> First game we got on the slate here, gentlemen. Seattle Seahawks versus the Miami Dolphins. The Seahawks are the favorites at minus five and a half. The over under is 54 and a half. Joe, I'm bringing this one to you, sir. Who do you got? Why are you picking them? Let's get it rolling. You're not going to start with the Ed Reuter, Miami Dolphin fan there? No, nah, Reuter got to go last. He's the Dolphins fan. He's got to give his knowledge last. All right. You know? So um, Ed just said he would never bet against the Dolphins, even though he's not a betting man. And that they're the they're they're a weird team this year, and and they're weird. They're they're still terrible, and they're still kind of playing for the future. Um, when you look at the Seahawks, they've they're, they're kind of weird too as the, as a four and team. They've had some interesting games. Russ Wilson's playing out of his mind right now, um, just throwing the football. Probably MVP candidate is probably number one on the list right now. Um, the line's coming down for some strange reason. I had it at minus six when I looked at it up earlier. Now it's a minus five and a half for them. I don't really know, you know, why they're why they're going down with it. I don't know if they have some sort of um, info that I don't have. I just can't see that Seattle won't beat Miami by more than a touchdown. So um, I'm, I'm, I would take Seattle on the spread at five and a half. That's a that's a lock for me. I'd take Seattle on that. Um, as far as the over/under, the fifty-four point five, I, I, I don't know. Seattle's secondary is a little banged up. They've been giving up a lot of passing yards. Fitzpatrick likes to make magic happen, um, but I think fifty-four and a half is a little little high. I'd actually take the under on this, expecting Seattle to put up the most points, but I I don't I don't think Miami puts up more than twenty in this game. Okay, um, I'm staying away from this game in terms of betting because. I just don't know. Seattle, like Russell Wilson, we we know who he is, man. Right now, like you said, MVP leading candidate. He is just out of his mind what he's doing on the football field. Um, Fist Magic, are we going to get Fitzpatrick or are we going to get Fist Magic? Like, that's kind of the question for me. I, if I was to bet on anything on this game, it would be like the over for it because uh, Seattle's defense is terrible and Miami's defense is bad as well. And, um, yeah, I think a lot of points could fly if we get Fist Magic. But uh, we don't know. Like, in terms of picking the game, I'm going to roll with Seattle to win it. And uh, I'll go with the score of, like, 30. Let's go 30 to 20, 21. Eh, 30, 21, yeah, why not? Um, that's, the G, that's the GD under, man. You just took the under. Yeah, yeah, that's why I'm staying away from this game. I'm, I'm staying away <laughs> from it because I honestly don't know. If I was that's to bet – that's what I'm saying. I don't see it. I don't see a bigger score than 30 to 21 on this. And if anybody puts up more points, it's going to be Seattle, maybe 35 to 17 or something like that. Sitting at 54 and a half. That's, that's, that's a lot of points for this game. I think. Ruder, you're the expert on Miami, man. Let us know. What should we do? So the one thing that I heard you say, Bryce, was that you don't know who you're going to get, whether you're going to get Fitzpatrick or you're going to get Fitzmagic. Uh, 
using my expertise here, I'm going to let you in on a little secret that there's a there's another alter ego that you forgot about who I think is going to show up this week. And that's Ryan Fitz tragic. Uh, that's that's another guy that uh, likes to rear his ugly head every once in a while. I quit. Can I just hang up the phone right now? Is that it? Are you yeah, leaving us on Fitz I'm tragic? I'm done. <laughs> that's it. He's left. He's left the building. He's out of here. Uh, I think he shows up because uh, this is what he does. He starts off the year. You're going to get your best Fitzpatrick the first few weeks of the season before teams have a chance to remember that he's Ryan Fitzpatrick and uh, the, the defense lines up a little bit different against him. I, I don't see him doing much, although if the Seahawks have a weakness, I think Joe alluded to it. It's the fact that they don't have much of a pass rush. I don't think that that's going to be a factor. I think that Russell Wilson can throw all over this Miami Dolphins team. Uh, I see the score being something like 30 to 30 to 13 or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think we're not far away from a Tua sighting. Uh, they've got a couple of games coming up in a row against the Jets. And I think we're going to see a steady decline here uh, from, from Fitzpatrick. And we're going to see Tua probably within the next two or three weeks. So my prediction is going with the under. Because I think like Joe said, I don't, I don't see a lot of points being put up here. Uh, it's going to be Seattle putting up more, but I see it in like that 30 to 13 range somewhere in there. I, th- I think a lot of that also with the under and, and kind of the, the the line on this hinges on whether Chris Carson plays. He was trending as as upward. He was limited participant in practice, um, but he's still he's still questionable. With As a 4-0 team against the Miami Dolphins, you're probably not going to push a guy like Carson. Carlos Hyde's also questionable too, so it could be like a Travis Homer situation starting for them so that's something to keep an eye on as well with this game i'll tell you what it was just the one game that i caught for the seahawks when i think they were on prime time at some point and uh, i watched travis homer he runs hard. That guy, he runs hard as hell he hits the hole really hard i was kind of impressed i'm like oh look at this guy he's a little bad too little yeah. tiny guy yeah he he's uh he's a gamer though he, he'll show up on sunday if, if they need him but yeah i just i don't think the the dolphins just don't have the firepower to match the seahawks even if somehow the dolphins get up early which i don't think they will uh, they're not going to be able to contend with with the Seahawks. Jamal Adams, Jordan Brooks, and Quentin Dunbar are all out for the Seahawks. Does that change your minds at all? <sighs> I mean, the Jamal Adams, I mean, that's secondary. I mean, obviously, we'll take a hit. And again, you, I think, Bryce, you said it best, which Fitzpatrick shows up, you know. Um, I don't think it changes my mind in this game. I think Pete Carroll is going to have his guys ready to play. Seattle just doesn't lose a game to Miami. And with the NFC West the way it is right right now, with how competitive it is, it's a must-win game for them. They know it. They can't go into Miami and lose this game. Yeah, I feel you on that one. All right, moving on. Um, oh, 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 should I? Oh, shit. I, let me, yeah, let me my do bad, it. Rudy, yeah, That's all right. No, I've got to do it for you. I've got, to, I've got to give the announcement of the next game on the slate. It's been tradition now over the first few weeks that – when we see the next game coming up, it's uh, Bryce's very own Baltimore Ravens mm-hmm. facing off in a one o'clock matchup down there in Washington against, you know them, you love them, the football team, <laughs> the DCFC. Oh, hell, the Washington football team. That's, <laughs> oh, is that their fight song? That's the new theme song for <laughs> they them. Sound like a kind of, they sound <laughs> and they play like theme a college song. team. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So we're gonna we're gonna let Bryce go last, but it's been tradition that I announce it. So I guess that means Joe, your your take on uh, Baltimore and Washington. All right. Um, I mean, as Bryce said, we kind of were talking a little bit before we went on air, and and he said there's not much really to talk about in this game. Baltimore's coming off of 
uh, a really tough game against Kansas City. It's going to be a short week for them. Hey, like, hey let's call know. it what it was. We, we got our asses whooped. Yeah, I mean, it was a disaster. Yeah. It was a, as an absolute, and Kansas City is kind of like, I always thought of Pedro Martinez when he called the Yankees uh, his daddy. That's kind of how I think of Lamar Jackson to Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs now. Um, until they can, you know, prove it otherwise. But yeah, that was a, a bad showing for Baltimore on Monday night. So I think um, what uh, they're they're, they're going to come in and and absolutely destroy Washington. Now I don't I, I make it a rule where I don't touch games that have a, a line of more than uh, a spread more than ten. Uh, the Ravens are getting nine, uh, 14 points right now. I wouldn't touch it just because I, I think Baltimore will blow them out by 30. But I just don't touch a line that big minus 14. If I had to bet it, if somebody put a gun to my head and said, put money onto it, I'd probably pick Baltimore. Their defense is unreal. Washington can't stop the run. I read something uh, just today that Washington has given up 150 plus yards and two touchdowns um, the past two weeks to, to running backs. So that fits right into what, you know, Baltimore does best. I see a lot of Mark Ingram, a lot of Lamar Jackson running the ball, a lot of Dobbins, a lot of Gus Edwards. I think they're just going to, you know, just shove it down their throat and run the ball like crazy. Shove it. Yeah. I, there's just, I mean, it's a, it's a win. If it's, if you're picking a win, obviously a win, I just don't like touching games with, with a spread like that. So I think, I think I would agree entirely with what Joe said there. Uh, I think that they will run all over them. I read the same thing that Joe did earlier today. It was 150 yards and, and two touchdowns. The thing that I would add to that too, is that all of the criticism that came in the offs uh, in the, uh, the week after that debacle with Kansas city was that they didn't run the ball enough. And I don't think Harbaugh makes that mistake again. Um, early in the game against the Chiefs, the running game was working. Just those those rushes with Lamar off the edge where they were sealing the edge and he was getting around the outside just looked unstoppable. And that's against a pretty damn good front seven of the Chiefs. Uh, the What I will say, uh, Washington's front seven can look kind of formidable at times, but I don't think that's enough to, to hold Baltimore back. And I think very simply, Baltimore wins. With the spread, like Joe said, again, very tough. Uh, but I'm going to go Baltimore here. And uh, I, I think you, you kind of have to go with the over if you're, if you're going to pick this game uh, and you got to look at it as something like, uh, you know, 35, 17 or somewhere along those lines, maybe a cheap, easy touchdown at the end and some kind yep. of a prevent defense situation with Washington. Over makes me nervous again, too, because Baltimore defense, I think they come out and play too. They've kind of looked exposed against Kansas city. You know, they're, they're one of the top units defensively in the NFL I can see the what's the overs at 45 and a half I can yeah. see it being like a 44 to 2 game or something like that to really screw you on the over here's here's one one quick question before we turn it over to Bryce <laughs> morning before, before we, yeah. <laughs> that'd be crazy <laughs> that's the sort of shit though that would happen I mean Ed and I have some fantasy football stories you wouldn't believe and that's kind of like the, the the shit that would happen I would take the under and the score would be 44 to two or some bullshit like that. I, I was just going to ask Joe that the, the big, the big pushing point for me is, are you playing against any Washington football team members this week? Cause I guarantee they're getting in the end zone in garbage time. So <laughs> yeah. that would, that would persuade me one way or the other. Yeah. I think I play against, I think some guy's starting Trey Quinn on me. So, you know, I'm, I'm sure, three t- three I'm sure that'll go down. So yeah. Bryce, tell us why you think Baltimore is going to win this week. <laughs> um, I mean, you guys pretty much have laid it out, man. We got our asses whooped. Monday night football. I lost my damn bet and I got to wear a cheese hat for my Facebook profile for the next couple of days until Monday. Oh, uh, man. Um, yeah. The Greg Roman called a terrible game. 
Uh, Wink Martindale called a terrible game on defense as the coordinators. John Harbaugh should have took control of that situation. And uh, like you said, we don't make the same mistake twice. We're going to get back to our offense. We're going to run the ball. Uh, Gus Edwards, if you have any fantasy players out there, start Gus Edwards. Mark Ingram is done. He is cooked. It's over for him. Like, he doesn't need to be touching the ball no more. J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards. And Lamar bounces back as well. Big game. Uh, blowout win, uh, 40 to 10. Fuck it. I'm not, I'm not even, yeah, like, yeah, just fuck it. And real quick, I just, just, just from aside from this game, um, I heard a lot of people talking shit about the Ravens and Lamar Jackson. And I get it, you know, it was a Monday night stinker, but best believe we would literally dub all of your teams. Like everybody that's talking shit about the Ravens, we would literally blow out all of your teams that we probably have already. So let's, let's, let's settle down on the shit talking. Let us uh let's move forward on that one there, but yeah, that's <laughs> they were important. giving him sh- they were giving him shit when he was putting up MVP numbers last right, year. Right, exactly. Give, it's it's kind of like what Allen's dealing with now too, you know. Like and give Buffy credit up. where credit is due. Like you know, what I mean, it's it's ridiculous, but it's whatever. It's whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah, moving on. That's it. Forty to ten. That's my prediction. Um, All right. But yeah, I'm, I'm with you guys as well. This game could be a little fu- a little funky as well. It, it might turn out to be fucking field goal game for all we know but yeah i just don't touch a line that big man 14 points that's that's tough that's yeah that's tough for the to... bookie that one's for the bookie yeah i feel you on that one all right uh moving on man new orleans versus the detroit lions right now the new orleans saints are favorite uh road favorites minus three and a half over under is 54 um y'all mind if i take this one first go, yeah, for, go it. for it buddy yeah i'm almost like betting against Drew Brees every week at this point <laughs> Like that I, bad? It's that I, bad. It's it's that bad for me. Like when I watch his games, I've watched three straight Saints games in a row, and I watch three straight offense. Like just can't move the ball down the field unless it's to Alvin Kamara. He just picks up a ton of yardage um, after the catch, and uh, he can't he can't throw the fall ball more than fifteen yards down the field. Um, Matt Stafford looks really good right now. And now that Galladay is back, that has transformed that offense. Adrian Peterson, this dude just doesn't stop. Like, he, yo, he did a spin move. And I'm like, yo, this is not 2007 AP. Like, what the <laughs> fuck is going on? It's twenty going to break a hip. He's, he's 50, right? Basically. Okay. Just making sure. It's ridiculous, like, what this dude is. But um, I kind of like Detroit in this game. Um, I like that they're getting... Uh, half a point right now. Like th- I think it should be a field goal, but I like the fact that they're getting three and a half and I can see them like the saints being, I can see the saints winning this game and then Detroit comes down and just gets like a garbage time touchdown or something like that. It kind of put them uh, the win, the win with the points. Uh, I think new Orleans will win the game. So give me new Orleans. I'll say they score 24 points and give me Detroit at, uh, at about 21, 24, hmm. 21. So you think low scoring, low scoring, um, I think this takes a lot. Of, it takes a long time for New Orleans to score, and uh, I think I'll take the under in this one. Okay. All right. You mind if I go, Ed? Go for it. All right. I just I don't know. Sometimes like I, I read things, and you know, there's all this rational thinking, and sometimes you just go with your gut. You put everything you read and all the research and all the things that you should be doing out the window, and you say "fuck it," like you've said a couple times already, and you say. There's no way that New Orleans is going to start the year one and three with one of those losses being with Detroit. And I just think that's one of those games today uh, or not today, you know, obviously Sunday. I I don't see New Orleans losing to Detroit. I'm actually 
I'm actually going to go the complete opposite of you, Bryce, not to ruffle any feathers here, but I think New Orleans um, wins by, it'll, I mean, they're going to cover that three and a half for sure. Uh, well, not for sure. I mean, that's, that's what I think. I'm actually going to take the over in this game. I think it's, it's an indoor game. You know, New Orleans is, is used to playing indoors. Detroit's indoors. New Orleans pass defense is terrible. So I could, I could still see Stafford. And as you said, Galladay really lighten it up. I'm thinking this game is going to be like a 30, 27, 35, um, you know, 35, 32 sort of game. So with the over under being 54, I'm pretty confident that actually hits the over on that one. Um, Camara's looked great. I'm actually surprised on how, and I think they're going to try to fix this, how little involved Emmanuel Sanders has been. I think in terms of, you know, when you, when you look at disappointments in the NFL so far this year, Emmanuel Sanders has had this kind of like unspoken, like, just underrated career. He's he's won Super Bowls with teams. He's helped teams get to Super Bowls. He's he's been that guy that gets you, you know, in Denver when he was in Denver, he did over 100 catches and 1,200 yards. He was this guy that just kind of flew under the radar all the time. But um, you know, he's getting older. He was with San Francisco last year, went to the Super Bowl, and New Orleans brings him in, and you think, okay, this is going to be a great compliment. They've never had that number two wide receiver that's that's stepped up. Michael Thomas had. I think the stat was crazy. He had like 120 more catches than anybody else on that team or something. The next wide receiver on that team was insane. Um, and they bring Emmanuel Sanders in. And you think, okay, you know, this, this is going to go well for them. And I don't know with Michael Thomas being out, if that, that has a lot to do with it, but they've just not gone to Sanders as much as I, th- as much as I thought they had. Now I still know that Michael Thomas, he is, he has been officially ruled out for this game. Um, they thought that they, he might be back for it, but he's been ruled out. I still am confident with the goal. Um, they'll get uh, Jared Cook left uh, the game. Does anybody is he still playing? Do you know? Let me check. They got an, a, a young tight end, Troutman. I really like. Um, Jared Cook is listed as out. Okay, so he is out. I, um, they got a couple. They got uh, Hill. I think is their backup tight end. And then Troutman, the rookie from Dayton, who's who's a really solid. They've been raving about him in camp. Um, don't be surprised to see him make a play or two. So I still feel confident with, with a lots of points scored there with, I don't know, New Orleans pass defense has been terrible. So I can see Stafford carving them up. And they're going to be without Janoris Jenkins and Marshawn Lattimore. Um, I like to change my pick as well. I'm going to roll with, I'm going to roll with Detroit in the over and uh, give me a score of like 35 to 30. Yeah. You just, you just changed on the spot, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Yo, yeah. That was a very persuasive argument. Yo, Joe was making, he was dropping knowledge. And then I looked at the injury report. I'm like, Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I like that. Oh, co-host of the year just changed everything. <laughs> that was excellent. So w- what I'll say about this game is that uh, when I looked at the entire lineup of games, the entire the entire state of affairs for the entire day, this game was probably the hardest for me to call just because you never know this year which Saints team you're going to get. You never know which Detroit Lions team that you're going to get. Uh, the one thing that I'll say about Emmanuel Sanders and watching a couple of the Saints games this year, I watched two of them, is that – I don't think that Drew Brees can push the ball down the field as much anymore. So what you're going to see is you're going to see a ton of dump offs to Alvin Kamara. Uh, You're going to see Troutman, like Joe said, I think take over the lead tight end role for an injured cook. And with Michael Thomas being out, uh, I don't know whether that falls to a guy like Harris or somebody else that they can dump the ball off to on shorter routes, but uh, he's had trouble pushing down the ball down the field. Emmanuel Sanders did get a little bit involved last week. I think he had like four catches and a touchdown, but uh, I, I like the under in this game. Uh, I, I don't know why. I just feel like 
Detroit might struggle. I think New Orleans struggles offensively. So I don't know. I it, The game's very tough for me to call. 54 seems like an awful lot of points. Uh, so I'm going to go with something like 27-24. And I'm actually, believe it or not, going with Detroit here. I think the Saints can go one and three. Uh, I think we're going to see... Uh, we're gonna, it's, it's a different Saints team. They're banged up. Drew Brees isn't what he was, and I don't think Kamara can fully carry the load all by himself. Uh, so we're going with Detroit with, with the win at home. Drew Brees is bad, bro. Like, he's bad. He's not good no more. I think people are afraid to say it because, like, we've known Drew Brees to be so great. And you go look at his stats, and he's putting up decent numbers, but he's not good. Like, I'm like, oh, when I yeah, watch we, him play and throw the ball, I'm like, oh. Yeah, if you if you if you watch the games, like you you'll go and you'll look at the stat sheet, and it'll have like you know classic Drew Brees numbers: two hundred and eighty-eight yards, three touchdowns, and you know a seventy percent completion percentage. But it's not the he's not pushing it down the field at all. He's dumping off to Kamara and watching him do work. Um, it kind of reminds me, honestly, the the closest thing that I can recall that re- reminds me of what Drew Brees looks like this year is when Cam Newton was playing hurt last year, mm-hmm. and he was like in there trying to like tough it out but he couldn't really push the ball down the field. Um, that's what this reminds me of. And I, I think the Saints lose, to be honest with you. I think they lose by, by a little bit, let alone giving Detroit points. So, so totally random and having nothing to do with the line or the over-under. Is Detroit just – are they not going to use DeAndre Swift at all? Like, I don't get it. They use him a ton week one, then he dropped that, you know, game-winning touchdown. He's in a doghouse. For three, you think he's in the doghouse for two he's straight? In, I mean, he's hardly touching the ball. He's in the Bill Belichick doghouse, and Belichick is even the coach of the team. <laughs> Patricia called Belichick. He was <laughs> like, yeah. Belichick was like, yeah, you just got to bench that guy. He dropped a touchdown. You can't play him no more. I mean, like Boston. at this point, can can Matt Patricia afford to have anybody in his doghouse that's like a decent football player, though? I mean, I plus like- he he has an alien in his backfield running the football right now, too. So, yeah. <laughs> No, I'll get you, though. I feel you, though. I feel you on that one. You think we would get a little bit more work? And even Carrion Johnson's getting I mean, they're literally giving the ball to Adrian Peterson 85% of the time. I fucking love it. Which is insane to me. I I love it, too. I fucking love it. I I do. Shout out to AP, man. Golly. He got a a bunch of kids, too, don't he? Like, his kids are going to be in the NFL soon. They're disciplined. I know that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that we know that for a fact. <laughs> very, well, very well disciplined bunch, those uh, Peterson boys. <laughs> All right, boys, let's move on to the next game on the slate here. We got the L.A. Chargers traveling to the East Coast to take on Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Right now, the Buccaneers are 2-1. and one. Brady looking a little bit better. They are the favorites, minus seven, over under 43. Mr. Reuter, I'm going to you for this one, sir. What are you thinking? I think uh, Tampa Bay keeps it rolling. I'm going to keep this brief just because I think uh, Tampa Bay does their thing at home. Uh, Brady seems like he's picked up a rhythm with his receivers now. Uh, Mike Evans catches one or two passes a game, of course, all of them for touchdowns. I think he's got something like seven receptions on the year. Four of them are touchdowns. And I think still to this day, he's only got like 12 yards receiving because <laughs> uh, all he does is catch one yard touchdowns. He's got the oddest, uh, oddest stat line for sure amongst any NFL wide receiver this year. I don't think the Chargers uh, have enough up front. Tom Brady's you know biggest weakness over his entire career has been a strong pass rush, which the Chargers do possess. But uh, I don't think it's enough. Um, I think uh, Tampa, Tampa Bay rolls. I'm going to go with the over here just because 43 seems kind of low to me. Uh, I'm going to go with like a, a 28 to 20 victory for, for Tampa Bay. 
Yeah, I'm rolling with the over on that one too, Ruder. I think Tampa Bay alone could put hang a fucking 40 possibly on this team. Um, and yeah, like uh first of all, Tyrod is still out with a punctured lung. <laughs> the doctor the doctor. I, think, I, think so. <laughs> I, I, I was as sure as I know anything that Joe had a punctured lung joke lined up, so I was gonna let him have it, but uh, <laughs> but uh, I'll let, let Bryce take it. All right, my fault, Joe. If I if That's I ain't the parade there, you can still say it though. I'm still gonna laugh like hysterically. Um, plus on top of that, the Chargers offensive line is like they're missing Bulaga and Trey Turner are both gonna be out. Mm-hmm. Um, Tampa Bay's defense has been really good this year. And yeah, I think it's gonna be a blowout, honestly. Um, rookie quarterback, I think they're gonna just feast on him. As good as Hubbard has looked so far these first two games, back to back 300 yard performances, uh, I think they kind of just shut that shit down. I think Tampa covers. Give me a score of 30, let's go 38 13. Wow, 38, huh? Yeah. So, so I look at this and I like what you guys say. And then I look at the injury report for this and I'm gonna name some names of guys that are probably not going to play um, probably some of them have already been ruled out, but have not did not participate as um, as late as Thursday. Leonard Fournette has been ruled out. Chris Godwin, I think has been ruled out. Scotty Miller did not practice on Thursday and mm-hmm. you laugh at that, but Scotty Miller and Tom, Tom Brady always finds those Scotty Miller type receivers and, and they do well. Jason Pierre Paul also did not participate. I'm sorry. Is Scotty, at, is Scotty Miller white? Um, yes. All right. Did you read between the lines there, Bryce, on what, on what Tom Brady tends to find? I mean, mind? yeah, yeah. Edelman. Those little five, nine white receivers. <laughs> yep. Edelman, Amendola, yep, Welker, right Hogan. Yeah, he, Scotty Miller. So he's I'm, he's looking not to play. Um, I still think Tampa Bay wins this game. Um, you know, I still think they're the better team. Uh, the, just the player's not playing. I'm, I'm nervous about this. Um, I mean, the over-under, I think that's why it's kind of low. It's at 43 right now when everybody's kind of scoring uh, points chargers are a weird team. They're, I, they're one of my weirdest teams, I think in the, in the first quarter of the season, um, they, they look offensively. They, they, they took Kansas city. They almost beat Kansas city. That's been the Kansas city's toughest game of the year was against the chargers. So I just don't, I don't know that it's kind of like the chargers are kind of like the Ryan Fitzpatrick of teams. I suppose you just don't know which chargers team's going to show up. Um, and like, like Bryce said, I, I think their offensive line has a couple guys down, not going to play. So I do think Tampa Bay wins this seven points. Um, if I had to take the bet, I, I can see Tampa Bay winning by more than, by more than seven. So I'd probably take Tampa on that. I probably wouldn't touch this game if I had to bet it and the over under 43, I'd probably, it's a tough one. That's not a lot of points at all. I mean, you're talking what a 24-20 game beats that over. So I think I'll have to take the over on that, but I wouldn't be happy about it. This is just one game I'd completely stay away from, I think. Yeah, I feel you on that one. Tampa Bay, baby. Um, all right, moving on, guys. Let's go to the next game on the slate here. We got the Cleveland Browns traveling to Dallas to take on the Cowboys. Cowboys right now, our favorites, minus four and a half. Over under is 56. Um, Ruder, what you thinking, bro? Well, I think that this is a very interesting matchup because I, I on paper, uh, both of these teams are incredibly talented. Uh, the weird thing with these couple of teams is that they both also, for the last couple of years, kind of underperformed what, they're, what you'd think of their roster. Uh, so for me, the biggest thing that, that I can say about these two teams coming into this week is that I think that the Browns have found their identity 
and the Cowboys have not to this point. That, that, that's where I'm going with this. So I think that Cleveland can win this game. Uh, I think even if it's a shootout, which I think leans Dallas's way, I think Cleveland can win this game because I think they found who they are. Uh, Baker Mayfield, I think, I'd like to think most people are in agreement now. He is not, uh, he's not going to save the day. I, I heard a stat earlier uh, when he throws more than something like 27 times, the team is eight and 16. And when he doesn't, they're nine and one over his career. I think that they're going to be a run heavy team. I think Dallas has trouble stopping the run. And I think that with a friend of the show, Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb uh, leading the way, uh, the Browns are going to win this one in a much more low-scoring game than the 56-point uh, over-under would have you believe. And I think the Browns win this game. I know that sounds probably crazy, but I think the Browns win in a little bit of a more low-scoring game. We're going to call it 27-20 uh, to 20 Cleveland. All right, Joe? Um, I think the biggest key in this game is that um, some key – Cowboys are going to be playing. Miles Garrett scares the crap out of anybody as a pass rusher. Um, just ask Mason Rudolph, I guess, about that. Uh, uh, Ty, Tyron Smith actually looks like he's going to play. He um, He's questionable right now, but he's leaning towards playing. That's going to be a huge deal, I think, for me. That might be kind of the deciding factor of this game. If Tyron doesn't play, then I think Miles Garrett, he might just eat Dak Prescott. Um both defenses are kind of like against the pass or both the Cowboys defense against the pass is absolutely brutal. So it's interesting that you brought up that, that win loss record of Baker because um, he might need to throw a lot to win this game. Cowboys are actually pretty decent against the run. They're just horrific against the pass. So I look for like Beckham and, and Landry to, to kind of um, try to work in, 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 in Score some, score some heavy points there. 56 is a lot for this game, but Dallas's offense has been humming. I feel like Zeke goes for over 100 in this game. I feel like Dak throws for over 300 in this game. I'm actually, Kate, I'm, I'm going to take Dallas in this with the minus four and a half. I still, I think they, I think they cover that. I think they win this game. Over under at 56, I probably stay away from, but I can see the over hitting in this game. I can see a lot of quick strike touchdowns, especially with Dallas's leaky pass defense. Um, uh, so I'm gonna go. I'm actually gonna go the opposite of you, Ed. Okay, that's that's no problem. The one thing that I'll say, you know, when I was looking at the the rush defense versus the pass defense, I I've kind of thought that for the last few years the Cowboys just cannot stop the pass at all, and I think that that's been part of you know what you see is that teams rush less because they can throw all over them. But what I saw was like Todd Gurley have a pretty good game against them. Uh, you saw the, the Seahawks always kind of run the ball well. So that wasn't much of a barometer there. And I also saw early in the year, uh, I think it was the Rams and I'm pretty sure that was the Malcolm Brown game where he scored a couple of touchdowns on them too. So I really feel like you can run on the Cowboys if you need to. It's just that most of those games have kind of been, uh, at least the last couple have been a shootout thus far. I'd like to think that both of these teams are going to kind of get back to their roots though and run the ball a little bit more. I see it kind of being low scoring, man. I really do. But Bryce, maybe you could be the tiebreaker here. What do you think, buddy? Yeah, I think I'm, I'm leaning towards what you're saying, Ruder. Um, I'm, I like the under on this game, honestly. I think uh, Cleveland kind of, like you said, they figure out who they want to be. They know that they need to run the ball. You, you, pro- They arguably have the best tandem running back group in the, in the league right now behind a very good offensive line. And um, for back-to-back weeks, they've rushed for, on average, about 175 yards. Um, and uh, 
yeah, Kareem Hump is looking really solid, and uh, Chubb as well is looking really good. Offensive line is getting some push, and then that allows Baker Mayfield to not fuck up the game. Like, you know, <laughs> play action, uh, take your shots if they're there. If not, dump it off. And um, I think are going to play a very conservative, conservative, conservative game. Dallas, obviously, they got those three awesome receivers, and they want to throw the ball all over the field, plus you got Zeke. But um, yeah, I think Cleveland controls the clock, and I think this is going to be uh, lower scoring. And I got Cleveland winning as well. I like that they're getting four and a half because um, that makes me feel even more comfortable. So I think I'm going to bet on Cleveland. I'm going to bet on the under on this game in the parlay. And uh, give me a Cleveland in the score of uh, let's go 24. I'm going to go 24-17, 24-17 Cleveland. All right, so fuck the co-co-host. I see how it is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm writing this one down, goddammit. I'm writing it down right hey, now. We've had a couple over the course of the Beat the Odds segments that we had to write down. We had a we had a very spirited debate over a Minnesota game earlier this year. We, hey, write it down, buddy. We'll, we'll talk about it next time you're on. Oh, right. Kirko. Captain Kirk. You like that? Like that. All right, moving <laughs> on. Um, we got the Indianapolis Colts traveling to Chicago to take on the 3 and 0 Chicago Bears. Who would have ever thought? Indy is actually favors in this game, minus 3 over under is 43. And uh I mean, Trubisky's not starting. That makes me feel kind of good for Chicago. At the same time, though, like this is a weird game for me because I don't like Indianapolis all that much. Phillip Rivers has looked pretty good, though, um, ever since like the week one where they kind of just crumbled. He's looked pretty solid. <sighs> honestly, I don't know. I'm not touching this game. I'm, I'm honestly not touching this game at all. I'm just going to give a pick. I'm going to go Indy wins this game. Score of 27 to 24. Field goal win. Nice. I, I look. Yeah. I look at so, this. And, you're going and, with a push, huh? <laughs> <laughs> he's going with the classic push bet. On the push. <laughs> he's uh, he's that's, he's he said he doesn't want any part of it. I look at this nice. Chicago is my least favorite three and O team, and Indianapolis is one of my favorite two and one teams. Um, before the season started, I picked Indianapolis as kind of like the uh, dark horse, not only to win their division but to make it make a deep playoff run. All kind of hinging on Philip Rivers. Um, He's looked okay. I don't, I don't know if I'd say he's looked great, but he's, he's looked okay. Um, he, he's got that turnover bug a little bit still. I look to see Indianapolis really throwing Jonathan Taylor in there. He, they've been kind of limiting his, uh, his carries. He's been in like the 12 to 15 range so far in the two games that he started. Um, I can really see them going to the run a lot because I feel like Chicago does have a good pass rush. I think their pass defense is pretty solid. T.Y. Hilton's a little banged up. Other than T.Y. Hilton, Indy doesn't really have many receiving threats. I think like Moe Ellie Cox is their next best receiving threat after T.Y. Hilton. So think about that. Um, defensively, I think Indianapolis has taken a step forward defensively. They've had um, two really good defensive games in a row. Granted, last week was against the Jets, and I think I could have probably played free safety out there and, and done okay. Um Strong so safety. Strong, yeah, obviously. Very strong safety. Very extremely <laughs> strong safety. So, uh, again, I think, Bryce, I think you hit it on the head. I, it's a game that I probably stay away from. Those games that are that are like the minus three, plus three, they can go really either way. Yeah. Uh, if, if I had to take a favor here, I'd agree with you. I'd take Indianapolis on this. I, I think Chicago 
is one of my least favorite three and O teams. A lot of, a lot of shit has had to go right for them to get to three and O. Um, and that over under is just weird at 43. That's just, it seems so low Yeah. from what we've seen in terms of all these points being put up, but these are two good defensive teams. So, um, give me, give me the Colts 24, the bears 17, give me that. And I'll say then that the under hits at 48. Okay. I think that uh, Nagy's offense can come alive against this Colts team. Uh, I, I do kind of like the Colts team, uh, but I'm not going to hate on the Chicago Bears team until they lose and getting points at home at, while they're undefeated and Nick Foles just take over. I think it was only a matter of time before Nick Foles kind of took the reins of the Matt Nagy offense. Uh, maybe he's figured something out there. I mean, this, this Bears team keeps winning. They've got they've got talent there for sure. Is, is Allen Robinson playing? Yeah. Yeah, he's playing. I mean, they've got Anthony Miller. Who I like a lot, uh, but you know what deep- though, Miller, they haven't been using him. Like I know he's caught two touchdowns. I think he had one week one, and, and then last week. But it's weird. He hasn't been on the. I read something about Anthony Miller, and I can't figure it out because he was supposed to kind of take over that number two uh, for Taylor Gabriel um, this year, and they haven't been playing him a lot. But then, then you see him come out, and, and they they're thrown to him in clutch situations. He had the game when he touched on last, or was it two weeks ago? Yeah. Okay, I think it was last week. Yeah, it was last week. Yeah, it was. He, he scored the winning touchdown in the Foles comeback game. Yeah. Um. So I I don't know, man. I I'm gonna let the Bears prove themselves wrong. They've got uh one of my hometown heroes from our UB Bulls in Khalil Mack, and I wish them nothing but the best over there in Chicago. I like Nagy. You gotta like the Foles story. Trubisky on the bench is kind of hilarious at this point, if you ask me. Uh, they've kind of mismanaged What's that Khalil quarterback this year. Is Khalil looked? He looked good. He kind of I does what he. Yeah, because he, he's kind of doing this year what he's been doing, which is just, you know, dominating the line, but not necessarily putting up huge numbers because they double and triple team him and then throw a running back at him as well. He's incredibly disruptive. Uh, he leads that defense, but uh, makes everybody else around him better. But uh, nothing. He's, he's officially questionable for the game. Oh, oh, we might. Oh, and then he, I'm just I'm just reading this now. He's the second highest graded edge rusher through week three. Yeah, but I I don't think that he's got a lot of sacks or anything like that, but he's just he's dominant on the edge and you know teams just know that coming into it and they throw the kitchen sink at him to slow him down. But uh, I'm I'm still going to go with Chicago here. I think low scoring. I think low scoring. Yeah, 27 27 14 something like that. Low scoring Bears win at home. You think they win by that many points? 13 points? Yeah. 27 14. I'm yeah, writing that shit down. Good. I'm writing everything. <laughs> it's going to be the complete. You can mark the Colts down for a blowout win. Just everything I say, the other thing, the opposite's going to happen. That's fine. You can be my. You can be my stenographer. Point bare lead. You better learn wins. shorthand. Yeah, I've been I'm good taking, so far this year. Taking dictation. I have. I'm writing a word for word everything you said. Ah, bears. <laughs> hey, by the way, uh, there's a pretty good story on Bleacher Report on how the Chicago Bears drafted Trubisky over. Pat Mahomes and Deshaun Watson. And uh yeah, let's just say they dropped the ball on that one. Like wow. big big time. Like big time. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're they're never gonna hear the end of that. I mean, Mr. Trubisky's officially officially done now, at least in Chicago. I don't really see him. I see him kind of taking on like a Marcus Mariota sort of thing. He'll go sign somewhere for less money to be a backup somewhere, but he's not gonna get a starting gig in the NFL anymore. 
Hey, maybe New England signs him. And uh, I would love it. You know, Bill Belichick as a, works his magic. As a Bills fan, I would love it. <laughs> so, yes. Trubisky starting? Great. Yes. <laughs> Great. <laughs> either that or Peterman. One of those two. If New oh, England wants to boy. sign either one of those, I'm all for it. Shout out Exciting. to Nate. All right, boys. Next game. Shout on the out slate. to Nate. Shout out to Nate Peter. Man, he listening. You know he's listening. Um, <laughs> Probably. Yeah, nothing better to do. Why are we shit no Nate Peter? Man? <laughs> uh, next game on the slate. Here we got Arizona taking on the Carolina Panthers. Arizona are the road favorites. Minus three and a half. Over under is fifty one. Uh, Rudy, you want to take this one first? Sure. Uh, I I like both of these teams to. Uh, to be, let me say, not good this week. I think both teams are going to struggle offensively. I think it's going to be an ugly game. Uh, I, I don't know what it is about. I'm not sold on Kyler Murray yet. Uh, I think he's terrific. I think he's dynamic. I'm just not all the way there yet. Like when we saw what Lamar Jackson did last year, uh, he came out and he looked special. Do you know what I mean? I think Kyler Murray looks fast. I think he leans heavily heavily on DeAndre Hopkins, which I did not see uh, Lamar Jackson do. Lamar Jackson was able to spread the ball around. He was able to do uh, do work with his feet. And is DeAndre Hopkins playing this week? He's officially questionable. questionable. He's game time decision. See, that worries the hell out of me. Uh, I think that this game is an under for sure. This is along with uh, one of the games that I mentioned earlier that was really hard for me to call. I did not like this one even a little bit. Uh, that's, I'm struggling coming up with things to say for this game. Cause Carolina <laughs> is hit or miss too. I really am. I, I really don't know which of these two teams will show up. I, I want to see if Deandre Hopkins plays. I think that could definitely change, uh, the outcome here until if, if he's going to be out, I'm definitely going Carolina with the points at home. Um, I, I called I called Arizona as one of my most interesting teams before the season started in the season preview. I thought that they could be something unique and they kind of have been so far. Uh, but I, I didn't like what I saw last week. And uh, I know what a stinker. Yeah. yeah they, they really put up a dud and makes you nervous because Arizona, they were kind of the darlings and everyone's saying, wow, they're amazing. And I, I don't know that they're amazing yet. I, I don't, I don't think Kyler Murray is Lamar and uh, ugh, not, not good. It makes me Let's nervous. Say, Joe, Joe what do you think? They're going to have to beat teams like the Detroit Lions if they're going to want to make the playoffs in that division that they're in. So they really screwed themselves last week with that stinker that they put. I love Kyler Murray, actually. I, I really do. Um, I, I think, yes, he did not play the best last week. Uh, three three interceptions, that's not good. Not a lot of uh, turnovers for him. Um, I still like him. I like him a lot. Uh, I think he makes plays with his legs. I think he can throw the ball very well. Um, he's a smart quarterback, usually typically not uh, making terrible decisions. Um, you know, last week, obviously not the case. I agree, though, he's been relying on DeAndre Hopkins a little bit. But I mean, when you look at who else he has to throw the ball to, you know, Kirk's been he's been out. Andy Isabella is probably their next best pass catcher in that offense. Uh, you know, you said the whole Lamar comp thing. Lamar had. He's got some, he had some decent, I mean, he had Mark Andrews as a guy to throw to at Hollywood Brown. So he was able to, to spread the ball around to some different guys there. Um, you know, Kyler doesn't really have that other than if DeAndre doesn't play in this game, it definitely makes me nervous. That 51, I'm definitely taking the under on this game, um, especially if Hopkins doesn't play. If Hopkins plays, he's not even going to be at 100%. 
I still, I still like Arizona in this game. I think Carolina is absolutely awful against the run. So if DeAndre doesn't play, I can see Kenyon Drake and Chase Edmonds kind of picking up the, the pieces there. Um, was Drake? I don't know. Drake might have been questionable as well, but I could be mistaking that for something completely different. Nah, Drake isn't. Uh, he isn't listed on the injury report. Okay. Yeah. So I, I expect them to actually try to set the tone with a lot of with a lot of running with Drake and um, Edmonds. Carolina's just really, really bad against the run. But I do have to for Carolina. I have to say I have to give a, a shout out to Jordan Faisenbaker. You'll love this. You'll love this, Ed. I want to make sure that Jordan knows that I know that Rob B. Anderson is in the top six for receiving yards in the NFL right now. And oh, he he called a big year out of Robbie Anderson. He did. Uh, he want well. He's a Green Bay Packers fan, and he wanted the Packers to go after him in free agency. And uh, he was a little. He was excited when they signed Funchess. He, he was happy about that, but then he, you know, opted out or whatever. And then the whole draft debacle with the whole Jordan Love thing, and then not getting any offensive help for for Rogers is really coming back to bite them in the ass right now. Because Devontae, well, well, we'll talk about that when we get to the Packers, but um. Yes, essentially, he really wanted Robbie Anderson for the Packers, and right. Robbie's been doing his thing. And Robbie, Robbie's kind of one of those guys. He's, he's been a head case throughout his career, but um, he played for uh, Rule in in college at Temple. So, um, you know, he's he's he knows Robbie and his, you know, what he can bring to the table. And I think um, Teddy Bridgewater has been doing a good job of getting him the ball. So, um, it, it's a weird game. I think Carol. I think Carolina. I, I don't see them beating Arizona. I think Arizona takes it more talent on that side of the ball. But if Hopkins doesn't play, I could change my mind, but under on this one for sure. Um, I agree on the under. I think I'm going to uh, parlay that with, with a, I like a lot of unders this week, man. Um, I honestly do. So, and uh, yeah, like Arizona didn't look too good. Teddy Bridgewater right now, he's looking pretty solid. They're doing a lot of safe throws with him, and uh, he's getting into his playmakers though. Like, uh, like you said, Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore, no Christian McCaffrey, of course. And Mike uh, Davis looked uh, pretty damn good though last week. That's a fact. Um, this is another one. I don't know who's going to win. Honestly, I think it's going to be a low scoring game. And uh, I wrote Arizona. They got the better quarterback, I think. And I think they have a better defense overall as well. Um, shout out to uh, uh, Jeremy Chin. I think his name is Jeremy Chin for, for mm-hmm. Carolina. He's looked really good as a rookie so far. And um, and I think they're going to use him as like a spy on Kyler Murray. So eh, give me a score. Eh, 23-20 Arizona. That sounds about right. Yeah. You know, Kyler Murray has a bounce back day. Even without, if DeAndre, even Hopkins doesn't play, I think Kyler Murray can make some things happen with his legs. And so you got uh, Carolina covering that at twenty three twenty. That's interesting. Yeah, I don't feel good about it though. So I, I wouldn't touch this game with on the spread. I'd feel pretty comfortable betting the under on it. Yeah, I do. I feel comfortable as hell betting the under. I'm gonna parlay that with something. So um, are you? Uh, are, are you sold on Kyler Murray? Are you a Kyler Murray fan? I am a Kyler Murray fan. Definitely, I, know, I love him. I love him. He is uh, exciting as fuck to watch. Yeah, I think that what you said right there, my friend, I think that's what sets him up. I think he's very exciting to watch. I think he's entertaining as hell. But can he play winning football is a question. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know because he's got I mean, I know that he's had some injuries there. I think that Kirk being out doesn't help. He's still got Larry Fitz there. Um, I don't know. I don't I don't see it yet. I, I need to be a little bit more. I need a few more games out of him before I'm I'm crowning him. But no, I feel uh, you on that way. Well, he because a lot of his like even with his good games is always like an interception in there. 
Like we'd be like, oh man, you see Kyler Murray, he was balling out this year. And you go, you know, look at his numbers and it's like, okay, he had a, like two touchdowns rushing, touchdown throwing interception, fumble, but he recovered or something like that. So it's still, yeah, the jury's still out on him. I feel you on that one, Ed, but he is exciting as fuck to watch. Like I'm, I'll be tuned in the Arizona games and I like what I see from him. So we'll see if he can like hone it in. I'm going to make a bold prediction. I'm going to say Dan Arnold is going to score a touchdown in this game. I would bet that. Who is that and what team do we play for? That is the father <laughs> from uh, yeah, the Wonder Roseanne Barr's husband. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was Dan Kevin Arnold's father in uh, the Wonder Years. He's a, He is the came in as the second tight end to Max Williams on the Arizona Cardinals. Um, he's kind of working his way to being the number one tight end there. And I think especially I'm going to even double down on this. If uh, Hopkins doesn't play, Arnold scores a touchdown for sure. I think they look more toward more for their tight ends in this game. Carolina's defense, their, their, their linebackers are young. Um, they're, they're really raw, but that Carolina defense in two to three years might be something really, really special. I yeah, I think so too. All right, fellas, moving on. We are going to Houston as the Texans will be hosting Ed's low-key favorite team, the Minnesota Vikings. Mind if I take this one first, Bryce? Of course, man. Hold on. Let me set you up, though. Uh, right now, Houston is minus three and a half point favorites. Over under is 53 and a half. Reuter, do you like that? Thank you, because I, like I was going to say no if you asked me. <laughs> I like that. Because here's what I said last week. I said that the Vikings would win last week, uh, at least against the spread. I was correct. You was correct. It, and it took not one, not two, not three, not four. I'm going to keep going. Not five, but six. Steven Goskowski, 47-year-old field goals to, six of them things. to, to beat uh, my low-key favorite uh, lovable losers, those Minnesota Vikings. Uh, I think that Houston loses again. Uh, I, I do not like them at all, even at home. Uh I think the Vikings win. The Vikings are better. I'm telling you, the Vikings are going to turn this ship around. They're going to be good. <laughs> this is going to be will, good. You're going to will them there? This, the Vikings <laughs> are going to make the playoffs. Oh, <laughs> oh, 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 oh shit. I'm, I'm closing the lid on my laptop right yeah, now. Yeah, in fairness, I, I did not I say this year. I did not right. say this year. Okay, okay. okay. That down. okay. In all seriousness, as much as, uh, as much as I've loved uh, joking around with uh, – with them this year. Uh, I think that the Vikings do, <laughs> they're going to win this game. Uh, of course you do. <laughs> uh, in fairness, I think the Texans are not anywhere near as good as anyone predicted. I think they look terrible. I think Billy O. Stooge is a terrible head coach and uh, even worse yeah. general manager. Yeah. And, yeah. and worse general manager. I think he destroyed this team. Um, I really do like Minnesota here in all seriousness. I think that I'm going to go with the over here as well because I think that the Vikings defense has, has not been as good as I thought they were going to be at the beginning of the season. So we're going to call it like a, a 35 to 30 win for the Vikings. And uh, I, think, I, think, I think Deshaun Watson puts up some points. I think Delvin Cook runs all over him. I think Thielen bounces back and has a big game here. And uh, yeah, 35-30 Vikings in a, in a bit of a shootout. This game is pretty simple for me. Um, Deshaun Watson is a much better quarterback than Kirk Cousins is. And I'm going to just go with that. Like, I'm sorry, Ruder. I know that's your guy. I know you like that. But um, um, this Houston's team, they just got a kind of like just a rough 
deal for the first three weeks. Like they had to go against the Kansas City Chiefs week one, then Baltimore Ravens week two, and then the Pittsburgh Steelers week three. Like that's that's kind of fucked up that the NFL did that to them. Now they finally get a decent game at home against the Vikings. And uh, I think they take advantage of it. I don't think they go to 0-4. And I think Deshaun Watson gets his first one of the season. And um, I kind of like the over in this one as well. I think it could definitely be a shootout because both of these defenses aren't really good. Minnesota really can't generate a pass rush even after trading for Ngakwe. And um, I'm going to go Houston with a score of 35 and Minnesota 30. Okay. I like the score. It's just going to be flip-flop, buddy. That's all. (laughs) We'll see. (laughs) Joe's the tiebreaker again. Tell me why I'm wrong, Joe. Pass. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, I can't do that? Oh. I don't know. This this game's just stupid. It is. Yeah, it really is. I could see it being like a, they could, um, they're probably going to tie. Yeah, it's going to be a five to five. I could see that. I could see that actually. Um, Bill O'Brien, it, he got a chance to win the game. You know what guys, let's yeah. deal it. Let's just go yeah. into the locker room. Let's call it a tie. Right. Let's yeah. So um, after listening to both those well thought out arguments, I'm going to go with Bryce on this one. Houston Woo-hoo. has, they've, like Bryce said, have had the much harder go of it. Their, their three losses, at least as shitty as they looked in those three losses, have been to really good football teams. Um, actually, who who is – I know Pittsburgh, Kansas City. Who is their th- – uh, Baltimore, right? I mean, look at that. That's that's what, eight and one, <laughs> the record uh, records of, of those three teams that they played. That's and tough. one of those teams lost to the other 3-0 and team. So – uh, Houston's definitely had a rough start in terms of schedule. The only thing that makes me nervous is Delvin Cook. I think Delvin Cook is is probably one of the best running backs in the league, top three in my opinion, um, both catching the ball and running the ball. Um, he makes me a little bit nervous. I can see him slicing and dicing up the Houston Texans. But I do think the Texans are what, Andre DeAndre Hawkins away from last year's roster? I mean, really, you know, that's that's really what it comes down to. Um, JJ Watts back. He's looking pretty solid. I, I like Houston in this game. Minnesota just they they don't do it for me. I think Steph, losing Stephon Diggs for them was huge for that offense. Um, their defense just does not look good. They're they're starting cornerbacks. I don't think anybody's older than like twenty four years old and start in the, in the secondary. There they're just giving up points and they're losing. They, they're losing to terrible teams. Tennessee. Um, I guess they're not terrible. Indianapolis isn't terrible either. But who and the did, Packers and the Pat? Yeah, but they blew, they got blown out by the Packers. That was a tight game. Nine points. No, yeah. In, in this, they only lost by seventeen to the Colts. Seventeen the to the Colts <laughs> on the road. Notice on how the he, road. Notice how he phrased how, that. He they only lost by seventeen. I also love how like you're talking about <laughs> home field advantage and shit when there's four people in the whole stadium. You know, I mean, like I get the whole travel to it, but. Home field advantage really doesn't mean too much anymore this year. It doesn't mean as much as it used to, at least. I don't know. I'm taking Houston. Move on from this game. It's just stupid. Um, I'd probably take the over. I I, I don't know. I'd probably take Houston. I don't care about this game. Somebody's going to win, probably. I don't know. Somebody's going to win. Somebody's going to be one and four, and the other team's going to be oh and no, one and three and oh and four. I don't even know what fucking week it is. Hey, we might get an oh three and one, baby. We might get an 0-3-1. Yeah, I said the same thing that you did last week about Cincinnati and the Eagles. And <laughs> look where that got me. That's I said no, somebody has to win this game, right? Nope. No, you didn't. Crazy. Did you really? <laughs> he legit called it. Yeah. I said <laughs> somebody has to win this game. And they, of course, <laughs> had to prove me wrong. 
Nope. Yeah. Nobody has to win this one. Carson Wentz didn't know games get end in ties. Oh boy. Shout wasn't that the last time that Philly and Philly tied was against yeah. Cincinnati, wasn't it? Yeah. Yep, yeah, it sure was. No fucking weird. How do you not beat Cincinnati? That's so I hate the Eagles. Man, the I hate the NFC East. What a shit division. God. Sorry. I'm getting angry. No, it is. It's it's terrible. It's it's fucking terrible. Um so sad that a team from that division gets to make the playoffs. Right. All right, boys, move it on. Game of the week for me. <laughs> Game of the fucking week, boys. Jacksonville traveling to Cincinnati, man. We got Minshew Mania against Burrow. I mean, what more could you ask for? Like, this is this is it, guys. This is what I signed up for, man. I love it. I fucking it? love Minshew. I, I love Minshew. I'm not going to lie. He's probably like my, my second favorite player in the NFL right now. Oh, man. I don't know. It's something about that dude, man. I will hang out with him. I will smoke weed with him and just do shots and just chill. Um, right mm-hmm. now, Cincinnati is favorites minus two and a half over under is 49 and a half. Give me Minshew mania to win this game. Oh, shoot out. I'm taking the over. Um, honestly, I'm not touching this game as well. I, I'm, I am going to enjoy it. I'm going to be peeking on in this game a lot. And, uh, I do like Jacksonville in this game. I think that, uh, the, the, the fucking undrafted rookie running back that they got Robinson, mm-hmm. like, this dude just makes a highlight every week. Like, I love that dude. Like, I love this Jacksonville team. Like they're so shitty. But they're fun to watch, man. I really do. <laughs> I really do enjoy this team. Give me Jacksonville to win this game. Burrow still doesn't get his first victory. He's going to get even more pissed off. And uh, I'm going to go with a score of, give me 31, 31 23, wow. Jacksonville. A lot of points. You got the over in that, too, then, huh? Yes, sir. Well, All right, Ed. I, I, you go. I, I've got a magical, mystical number for you that I'm going to throw out there. It's the number eight. That's how many combined points that the Bengals have either lost or t- tied games by this year over three weeks. I think the Bengals get their first win. I think they're favored for a reason here. I think Burrow looks pretty damn good as a starter. They actually low-key have a bunch of fucking weapons on that team. That I think Mixon is really good. I think uh, A.J. Green, although declining, is still pretty good. Nobody talks about this guy. Talk about a guy that's had a nice little start to his career is Tyler Boyd. Um, he's he's really good, and nobody talks about him at all. Yeah, Joe Burrow we, loves we, him, too. We, we yeah. don't talk about him in Baltimore. I'm sorry. I know, man. I, I know that we oh, should. We love him in Buffalo. I don't know why, though. <laughs> um, but, yeah, Tyler Boyd is is a very good, uh, very good receiver. And uh, I think uh, very simply here, the Bengals win. Probably on the over because both of these teams are going to score some stupid points here. Uh, I'm going to say we'll call it uh, 30 to 27 uh, Bengals. Just pulling scores out of your ass. I love it. It's, so I'm the it's a two and a half point too. spread. Two and a half point spread. Yeah. Oh, no. You, seven over. You did it. You did yeah. it. It's good. I, did a thing. I, I said a thing. I, I actually agree with you on this one. Yes. I do. I'm taking Cincinnati. I love Minshew too, Bryce. I'm not going to. You know, shit on your love. I'm not gonna. That's my guy, your, man. I'm not gonna yuck your yum on the that mustache, one. Mustache, the hair. I do love him. I do like Gardner. I just fucking hate the Jaguars. I think they're. I don't know what happened week one with the Colts. Well, they're, so shitty, they're, they're so shitty, bro. They're so shitty. They're so bad. So bad. <laughs> it's so beautiful though. <laughs> but I do like a lot of guys on their team. I love DJ Chark. Like I would have a relationship with DJ Chark. I love. Him. <laughs> <laughs> He's playing this week too. He was out with a chest injury last year. I, I love Chark. I love me some LaVisca Chenault. I love the name. I, I like that him name as a receiver beautiful. a lot too. I just, I, I like a lot of their guys. I just, they're just bad. I fucking hate Doug Marone too. So that's another thing. Yeah. But I think Joe, I, I'm actually kind of impressed with how Joe Burrow has looked. 
I wasn't expecting much out of him. I knew he was going to be thrown in into the fire right away. Um, you know, he's getting murdered though. He they're, is getting crushed. Like, that offensive line getting killed. But, but who's rushing in Jacksonville? Who's who's rushing the quarterback? They got they got uh, Josh Allen and then the the rookie that they drafted this year as well. Chasen. Yeah. yeah. Are they actually? Yeah. Uh, I guess you're right. They've been there. all right. Yep. They've been mm-hmm. pretty. They got they got very young, good pieces. It's just that they're just a shitty organization, and they really are. Yeah, that's all it is. But they, you know, Gardner Minshew is just there to save the day. I like Gardner. I think you know what for for what he has become. As I mean, he's a starting quarterback in the NFL. He start where there's a six what six round pick. I yeah. think he was. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I, I do. I'm not gonna. I'm not going to shit on your romance for him. I think a lot of people love Gardner, but I just, I don't know. I can see Joe Burrow getting his first win here. I have no statistical yeah. backup for this. I can just see Joe Burrow kind of, you know, finding Tyler Boyd. Him and Tyler Boyd, they, Tyler Boyd is such an underrated receiver. You talk about Galladay as an underrated receiver all the time. I think he's, you know, you're finally hearing more about him. Tyler Boyd is like ridiculously underrated. Thousand yard seasons the past three years, I think, maybe two. Um, just ridiculously underrated and him and Burrow have really made a connection in terms of, you know, getting the ball to, to him and him making plays. Mixon, I think is an above average running back. He'll, he'll tear apart this Jacksonville defense. I, I like Cincinnati, uh, over sounds good to me. I'm thinking Cincinnati, like 28 Jacksonville, 24, 28, 24, still the over. I like that. And I think since he scores out of your ass, I love it. I do. I'm pulling them <laughs> yeah, straight out of my pocket. Is uh is AJ Green done? Like in with life or like yeah, like in football life because he can't get open. Like he can't get no separation anymore. I feel like AJ Green. Do you remember? Uh, you probably don't. But with do you remember Miguel Tejada? Ed, I remember. Yeah, of course, the, the yeah. shortstop. Yeah, yeah, and it, like he was supposed to be twenty eight years old, but he was really like thirty seven because he lied on his birth certificate. <laughs> do you remember that? Yeah. I feel like that's AJ Green right now, and just with injuries. AJ Green, if he was healthy his entire career, he kind of him and Julio came in the same year, and they I think they yeah. would have mirrored each other. Yeah. Um, for a lot of years, AJ was skills. a lot of people would say AJ was better than Julio for a lot yeah. of years. Oh, I I bet it. I I bet that's true. Um, he just seems like he also he just seems like he's like thirty six to me when he plays. Yeah. He's just stiff. He's just you know, it's not the same AJ Green. It's a shame, but At so all. yes, to, to answer that, I think he's definitely done. He used to kill us every time we played the Bengals. AJ Green would fucking murder us. He was known as the Ravens killer. Oh, now, I, one, can, rem- I can't wait till we play him. Remember that one game when he uh, caught the tip in the end zone? Yep. To- <laughs> Sended it overtime. Yeah, they fucked us there. So yep. <sighs> feels kind of good that he's bad now. Feels kind of good. <laughs> it feels good that he's bad now. Feels kind of good, man. It really amazing. Does. All these years of watching, like watching him torture us, it just feels beautiful. I can't wait. Yeah, being an NFL fan is like ninety five percent spite at all yes. times. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, it's like yes. when Tom Brady gets like drilled. I just love like if Tom Brady just was terrible, I would make me so happy. <laughs> all right, boys. Uh, next game on the slate here: the New York. Excuse me, the New Jersey. Football hmm. Giants. That's right. Traveling to LA to take on the Los Angeles Rams. Right now, big favorites, minus 13 and a half. The Rams are over under is 48. Joe, you rolling with the Rams on this one, right? Hey, remember when I said I wouldn't touch games that have a spread over 10? Yeah. Yeah, back that shit up. I would take the Rams in a heartbeat on this. The mm-hmm. Giants are absolutely terrible. 
they don't have, I mean, Saquon went down and Daniel Jones is running for his life. I don't even think they have one healthy receiver. I think Slayton is the only receiver that's going to be out there. I have no idea what they're doing. Evan Engram, I got tricked into taking him in fantasy this year, thinking he'd be good because the reports out of camp where he was looking good. And I just, he makes me mad because he's just not good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the, the Giants are just one big cluster of an organization right now. I think the Rams coming off that game in Buffalo, that's a tough loss for them. Looking so shitty in the first half and then making that comeback and thinking they had a chance to win that game to, to fall short against the Bills. I think it's kind of like a Ravens versus Chiefs scenario sort of thing where the Rams, if they played like they did in the second half, the whole game would have probably destroyed Buffalo. Um, so I think it's a bounce back game for them. They're back home, um, you know, on the West coast giants have to travel to the West coast. Everything points to a big Rams victory. Um, I mean, the only thing that makes me nervous about the un- about the over under at 48 is I don't know how many points the giants are going to score. The, the Rams might need to score all 48 of those points for it to hit Seriously. the over. So the over-under makes me nervous. I wouldn't touch it, but I think I'd be pretty confident in taking the Rams by two touchdowns. Um, yeah, I just, I, I don't see the Giants being very competitive at all. Yeah, you uh, you literally just nailed every point, so I'm going to make mine brief. Giants are going to lose this game. They suck. Um, mm-hmm. The Rams, they're actually pretty good. And yeah, I think the Rams recover as well. Uh, they drop a 40-burger on this team. Give me a score of uh, 40 to fucking 13. Yeah, I think I, I'm going to let you guys move on from this game. The one thing that I'll say, too, that I, I wasn't quite sure if I heard, but Aaron Donald, uh, what he did against Buffalo, I think he's going to do that tenfold against the Giants. Uh, the Giants are obviously decimated by injuries. I, I don't know that there was a bigger loss to any team than Saquon Barkley going down for the Giants. I think they just get absolutely rolled here. I think the Rams are going to make a statement that they are better than what they looked. I mean, Christ, they almost came back and beat the bills uh, after finding themselves in that early hole. Yeah. It's, it's going to be huge. I like the over here just because I think the Rams are going to put up a ton. I mean, as a score, call it whatever you want, th- you know, 35 to 10, 40 to 17, it's going to be something ridiculous. And uh, yeah, 35 to 10 is not going to get you the over though. 35 to 10 won't get me the over. We'll That's call it 35, 17. Call it 30. It's going to be the over. There's going to be a bunch of points. That's but, what uh, I'm saying, man. You're going to have to rely on the giants to score some points to hit that over. So that makes it really nervous. I wouldn't touch that over under to be honest. Yeah, it's, it's ugly. I'd stay away from it as well. If I had to bet it, like you talked about earlier, the whole gun to the head scenario, which never really comes to fruition. Does it? I, I've never had the whole gun to the head scenario, but I did. I'd go with the over. I think, you know, in the NFL, teams are going to score points nowadays. You know, the Giants will find a cheap one somewhere, a garbage time. But, yeah, Rams here, easy call. Yeah. All right. Next game on the slate here, the actual game of the week possibly here, uh, New England Patriots traveling to KC to take on the defending Super Bowl champion, Kansas City Chiefs, after stomping out my Baltimore Ravens on Monday Night Football Mm -hmm. for everybody to see live. And uh, yeah, um, right now the Chiefs are favorites minus seven over under is 53. Um, I don't know what the, how to feel about this game. So I'm gonna let you guys go first and before I make my opinion. Go ahead, Ed. I took the last one first and rolled okay. with it. So. Yeah, that's fair. I, I like that. Uh, I'm going to roll with the Chiefs here in a lower scoring game. What I think you've seen from Mahomes is he's going to, He's, he's learned to kind of win the game however he has to. Uh, and what I think we're going to see in this game is a very similar to week one where we see a very efficient 
Mahomes, but not the crazy gunslinging Mahomes. I think that the the Patriots defense is good enough that Mahomes is going to have to slow the game down and, uh, you know, kind of win the same way they did against the Chargers. Uh, And uh, I think we see a low scoring game. I I don't like that, uh, the over at all here. Uh, I could see this being something like uh, somewhere in the lines of 27-17, something like that, a little bit more low scoring. But I think the Chiefs cover the seven points, especially at home. They just look really good. I think if they can kind of beat up the the Ravens like they did, uh, I think that they're going to give Cam and the Patriots uh, absolute fits. I think the Patriots, the last thing I'll say about this game, they're they're kind of like the Ravens light. Uh, they don't have the roster, but their their offense is very similar. Uh, you know, kind of a, a running quarterback, the team that it's built to build from the ground up to be a ground and pound and play defense kind of team. Uh, I just don't think that they're as good as the Ravens. And if, you know, the same thing that happened last week happens this week, I could see the Chiefs uh, giving it to the Patriots pretty good here. So we're going to go with the under, the under and uh, Chiefs win. All right. I, I look at this and I, I like what you're saying. I think the Chiefs do win this game. I think the seven points, though, are going to be uh, – it's tough to beat a Bill Belichick team by more than seven points, I'm going to say, especially when he's going to game plan the shit out of this game and he – is so good at taking out big players for opposing teams. So I'm expecting either Tyreek Hill or Travis Kelsey to be taken away from the game and probably going to be Tyreek Hill. Um, They'll they'll probably eliminate him from the game. Um, That being said, I still think Kansas City wins. I think I'm going to take New England on the line, though. I think it's going to be a lot closer game than people think. I can see a three-point game, four-point game, something like that. I don't think they're going to to beat the Patriots by more than seven. You look at, I just, they're, they're too well of a coach team, I think, to go in and get blown out. Being that the game is in Kansas City makes it a little bit more nerve wracking to me. Um, the 53 over under, I probably stay away from that too. But I mean, I could see it being a, like a, a 30 to 27 game when it's all said and done, something, you know, like that to hit the over. But I, I would agree with, I could see where Ed's saying the under, I probably just don't touch that, but I, I actually, I like the chiefs to win by four or less. I'm going to say. All right. So Ruda, you was kind of uh, playing into what I was thinking originally. I think it's going to be a lower scoring game as well. And if I was to bet on, I do kind of like the under in this game. Because I feel like Bill Belichick is coming in with the game plan that what Baltimore should have done all game and not and they're not going to get away from it. And they're going to run the ball and keep the ball out of Pat Mahomes hands. And, um, you know, those little screen passes, little dink and dunk, little, you know, Rex Burtag and and Sony Michelle, who, you know, finally is alive again. He's um, questionable, though, too. I saw I don't know if he's playing. Ah, OK. Yeah. OK. That might change it. No, that doesn't change my mind. <laughs> um, Yeah, I think Cam Newton is just going to, you know, nice slow grind and. They're going to just have long, methodical drives and just try to control the clock. And um, I like the under on this one. I think Kansas City wins. I kind of do like New England getting seven. I might flirt with that. I don't know yet. But um, here, give me a score. I'll go 24-14. This is is one of those games where you love – if you ever – if you bet to tease – um, that gets you six points in either direction. So I would tease the hell out of this game and I would put six points to the pay. I would put the Patriots at plus 13 and then I would tease the over up six points to put it at 59 and be happy to take new England and the under on that. Yeah. So there's there, like a tease bet. I think that's, that's a great thing. There's no way that 
New England's going to lose by two touchdowns. And there's no way I don't think that that game gets to 59 points. So that's one of those where that, that plus seven, I agree with you, Bryce. I just don't, th- I think New England covers that. Yeah. 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 I feel you on that one. Belichick. Yeah. Like you say, it's just, there's too well coached. Like again. Yeah. yeah simple 100%. as that. All right. Next game on the slate here. We got three more guys coming in for a landing. Um, Buffalo traveling to Las Vegas to take on the Raiders and they are the road favorites minus three and a half 52 and a half uh, is the over under uh, Joe you are the Buffalo Bills fan so we're <laughs> going to let you go last Ruder what you think sir uh, the only thing that makes me nervous about this game is the spread itself because I I've seen some inconsistencies with the, with the Vegas Raiders. I like them a lot. I like a lot of the players. I, I think I've mentioned before on this cast that I really like De- uh, Derek Carr. Uh, Josh Jacobs, I think, is a legitimate stud running back. Uh, Darren Waller looks like the real deal at tight end, incredibly athletic. Uh, you would think as well as the Bills have been playing, although they always kind of seem to um, – they, they get the raw end of the stick with, uh, you know, the media and with, uh, with Vegas. Um, I'd like to think that the bills would be bigger favorites here. So I find it a little curious that even at home, uh, the Raiders are only three and a half point dogs on this one. Um, Vegas usually tends to know what they're talking about, but I'm still going to go with Buffalo here. This is the first time all year I've gone with Buffalo. I think they really proved, despite the fact that they fell apart, they can beat you in a lot of ways. They, they can beat you on the ground. They can beat you through the air this year, which is a new wrinkle. And for the first time, I saw that this is a team that can come from behind and score big. In the past, the, the Achilles heel for Buffalo is that they couldn't come back. They're not a team that was built to come from behind. And I think with the elevation of Josh Allen's play, and with the fact that they've added Stefan Diggs, a legitimate deep threat, uh, they can get some some sneaky touchdowns in there. I like Buffalo all day here, uh, probably with the over, because I think the, the Bills are kind of an offensive juggernaut. And I could see the Bills winning this one like 35-28. Uh, so I'm going with Buffalo here on the road. Yeah, I like Buffalo in this game as well. And uh, Raiders' defense is just bad. Like, it's not a good defense at all. Um Offensively, the Raiders are pretty solid, but they're going to be without like their two receivers. It looks like uh, Brian Edwards is hurt. Henry Rudds is listed as doubtful. Um, Trent Brown is listed as doubtful. And uh, yeah, I don't know if uh, like Darren Wall is going to be enough. Like Buffalo got their linebackers back and I'm going to roll with Buffalo big on this one. I think this can get ugly. I think it will get ugly, honestly. Um, Josh Allen looks awesome right now. I think I have him. Uh, probably second or third in MVP candidates going into week four. Um, I, I got to give credit where credit is due. The man is balling. Give me Buffalo. Give me a score of 30. Eh, give me 33, and I'll give uh, Las Vegas 17. I hope it's that. I hope it's like that. I love everything that you guys have said. Um, you know, Buffalo's been – it's been a love-hate relationship with this franchise for the 37 years I've been on this planet. Um, this is probably the most excited I've ever been as a Bills fan to see what this offense has done. The progression that Josh Allen has, has made from his rookie season to where he is now is unbelievable. And you kind of saw glimpses of it, um, in the Dallas Cowboys game on Thanksgiving last year, some of the throws that he was making looked so much better than the decisions and the throws that he was making in the past. And you even kind of saw a little bit of it in the, in the Texans game um, in the playoffs where he was making throws that were just like making your jaw drop with that arm strength that he has. 
he still has that tendency to make the stupid boneheaded plays. still has that fumbleitis problem a little bit. Um, but the progression that he's made and just the impact he's had on this offense, the impact that Stefan Diggs has had, um, you know, creating that, that just over the top receiver. Ed, I think we talked about it last year. He was terrible. Josh was terrible throwing the ball down the field past 20 yards. Remember how awful he was? He was like, 10% completion or so it was something, it was something stupid on passes more than 20 yards. And through the first three weeks, I think he's in the 70% range on those same passes, probably not a percentage that he can, can, you know, can keep up for 16 weeks, but um, this is an exciting time to be a bills fan schedule is going to be tough this year. This is a must win game for the, for the bills. You got to go into Las Vegas and you got to win this game because the next four or five games are brutal brutal matchups the next four or five games Tennessee Kansas City New England I think is in there um lots of tough games and we have to play the NFC West so you still have you know San Francisco you still have um uh Seattle and a and a scary inconsistent Arizona team so this is a must-win game for the Bills I'm taking them I think they're going to go in I think they're going to win Josh Jacobs makes me a little nervous the defense makes me a little nervous. Bill's defense was supposed to be one of the top units. They've kind of, you know, they, they haven't looked that great, but I think Bryce nailed it with the linebackers being back. I think Matt Milano is, is probably the most important defensive player on this team. I know we have Trey white and he's amazing and I love him, but I think Matt Milano is the difference maker when he's not in the game. There's a huge difference in that bill's defense. I think Milano can shut down the tight end Jacobs makes me a little bit nervous, but as Bryce said, the, the Raiders are reeling in, in terms of receiver. I think Hunter Renfro is their number one going in. Um, I, could, I see Buffalo going in and, and hopefully winning by a lot, but I, I like the spread at three and a half. I think they win by at least six or more. I also like the over in this game. I like a lot of uh, points to be scored, even with the injuries that uh, Las Vegas has. All right. All right, boys. Next game on the slate. We got the Sunday night ticket. Uh, Philadelphia traveling to San Fran to take on the very hobbled 49ers and Niners are still minus seven favorites in this game. And I I guess this just goes to show how shitty this Philadelphia team has been so far. <laughs> uh, 46 points is the over under. Um, this, this game just, is just yeah, I, I, I don't like, I don't know, bro. Like, do, do I take the Niners? Like, do I? No. Like, I don't think I got it. Like, I don't think I take the Niners in this one, man. Like, Philadelphia, as bad as they have, they have been, they still got the better quarterback in this game, right? And you'd think. I would think, yeah. I'm going to throw some, I'll throw some stats at you if I okay. can. Can I yeah. throw some stats? Yeah, yeah please. So, do. Philadelphia, fifth in the league in total yards allowed, fifth in the league on opponent third down percentage fourth in the league in yards per carry third in the league in sacks that defense has actually been their saving grace this year and they're going up against pretty much a third string 49ers offense i'm not sure i like philly to win this game i don't know i can see it happening but i sure as hell like him covering a seven point spread i, I do think, too i yeah. think that seven points is so it's, it's hard not to get they pass up on that like it's hard not to pass on that yeah, it's not the I mean the the Niners blew out the Giants. They're not this is not the New York Giants. The Eagles are a better team than the Giants. Now that under the over under, I might not touch that. I could definitely see the under hitting at 40 even at 46. 
I could see this being a low scoring, just kind of defensive type game. Um, I like the Eagles on the spread. I'm not going to pick a, if I had to pick a winner, I still think San Francisco is probably the better team, but it wouldn't surprise me if Philly wins this game. I'm going to, I agree with you. Um, I'm going to go Eagles win this, or excuse me, I'm going to go Niners win this game, but the Eagles will uh, cover with the, with the points. Give me a score. I'm going to go 20, 2014 San Fran, but Eagles cover. I like it. Yeah, I think this is going to be one of the lowest scoring games of the week. I, I would not be surprised uh, if if the 49ers won again, despite an incredibly depleted roster. Uh, what they did to the Giants was embarrassing with as many people that were missing off of their team. Uh, the, the starting roster to go in and, and do that to New York, excuse me, New Jersey, was uh, mm-hmm. was was just a sight to see, to be honest. Uh, the Eagles are better than that. Uh, I like the Eagles at least to cover here. And I think it's going to be a very low scoring game. So we're going to call it like 17, 14 uh, Niners, but the, the Eagles covering. So we kind of make it a three-peat with what you guys were saying. I'm, I'm right in line with that. Yeah, okay. yeah. Seven points is just too much to a third string team right now. All right. And then Monday Nighter, boys, we're going to cap it off with this one. We got the Atlanta Falcons traveling to Green Bay, take on the Packers, the Red Hot Packers right now. Aaron Rodgers is looking phenomenal. Um, right now, Green Bay is favorites minus seven and a half and over under is uh, 56 and a half. I'm making this quick. Um, I kind of made a rule for now on moving forward. Always bet on Atlanta over because they're going to score points and their defense is dog shit. So they're going to give up points. And, um, I like the over in this one and I like Green Bay winning it though. Give me a score of 35 and Atlanta 30. And um, I mean, I kind of just, I, you know what? Like, I feel bad for Falcons fans. I want to give them a hug for what has happened three weeks in a row. <laughs> but at the same time, I'm kind of hoping it happens again <laughs> for a fourth straight week because this is just oh, an amazing story. You know, they're just up and then Grand Rodgers comes on the field and just they blow it again. But uh, yeah, 35-30, Green Bay, over. Definitely yeah. nailing it over. It would appear as though Vegas definitely agrees with you on, you know, always bet the over with the Falcons. This game actually has the highest over-under of the week. Uh, of all the games at 56 and a half. And I, I'd still go with it. Uh, I think the Packers are going to put up a ton of points on that very porous Falcons defense. And I think that, you know, Green Bay can be exploited too. Uh, you know, um, the fun. Falcons have had a way to stick in it. Matt Ryan's kind of doing his thing. Uh, I I was not as convinced at the beginning of the year, but Joe called it. Calvin Ridley, that kid is an animal. Uh, yeah. He's a really good receiver. He may not play though. Oh, he may be, he may be out too. Is Julio this, back? This, get, this game makes me nervous because of all the injuries. Calvin, he's been limited in practice. He looks like he's trending to play. Julio probably will play too. And Gage has been a full, because Gage was hurt too. He's concussed. He was um, out, but there's there's still a chance that Calvin doesn't play and Julio. And then Green Bay is decimated with injuries too. They're wider. Devante might not play. Lazard's already been ruled out. So it looks like Valdez Scantling might be the number one in Green Bay this week. It seems as though the the starting Falcons, fantasy the the Falcons just keep finding ways to score though. Um, the, there was a kid that I watched. He came on at the end of the game. That uh, Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus. Yeah, he he's got a fun name and he's fun to watch. Uh, there's another fast as shit. Yeah, he is super fast. He looked really good at the end of the game. Um, and then there was uh, Brian Hill was a, was a running back mm-hmm. that they actually gave nine touches. Seems like he might get a lot of touches because it looks like they're going the same route with Todd Gurley, kind of trying to keep those legs fresh, not giving him too many carries, the same thing that the Rams did with him. And Brian Hill kind of, I mean, for all, all intents and purposes, outperformed Todd Gurley, uh, better yards per carry. He had a few less touches, but um, 
also got in the end zone. The, the Falcons are going to find ways to put up points. They just can't find a way to stop other teams from putting up points. So um, I definitely like the over still, despite the injuries. I think uh, even despite the injury to Devontae Parker, I think that uh, Aaron Rodgers and Matt Ryan will both find Ooh. a way to put points on to what did I say? Devontae Parker. Uh, Devontae Adams, excuse me. I'm sorry. I misspoke. <laughs> Wrong Devontae. My, yes. my my respect to both of them. Yes, Devontae Adams, despite that injury, I think that uh, the, the Packers are going to roll. Uh, I like them by at least 10, but we'll call it like 37, 37-27 uh, right in there. Nice. That, does that cover so, me on the over? 37. What did you say? 37-27? Yeah, does that give it me co- that? It covers you. Yeah, see? Nailed it. <laughs> Math. Math. <laughs> math for the win that, that's 64 points so good job yes joe um, take us home what do you think i just i'm so Devonte adams has already come out and said he's not going to play unless he's 100 percent. he's not 100 percent, so i really don't think he's going to play lazard's out lazard stepped up huge against the saints um over uh, i think he had over 150 on a touch um so you're, you're looking at marquez valdez scantling and I don't even know who the other receiver is there. I, I really don't. I couldn't tell you who their number two is right now. If Adams and Lazar don't play, they don't have a good receiving tight end. It makes me nervous. They might rely on Aaron Jones catching passes out of this game. I mean, I could still see the Packers scoring points, but just for the injuries alone, man, I, I'd be nervous betting that over. I know they they can't stop shit, but 56 and a half, uh, I don't know. I'd be a little nervous taking that. I still think Green Bay wins. Um, that's another one, too. I don't know. The seven and a half. Atlanta, every one of Atlanta's losses this year has been less than, what, three points, right? Three or four points. They haven't been blown out of any game. Um, so I think if they're they're more healthy than Green Bay, I like Atlanta against the spread, I think. Um, I just don't I, – I don't, I don't necessarily love the over like you guys do. But I can see where you're coming from. This is – I don't know. It's so weird with all the injuries and shit. I'm wishy-washy on this one. I know that's not what you want, but I really am. No, I feel you on that one. I get it too. Like I like you, you the, their best receivers aren't playing. <laughs> it's like I get it. As good as the quarterbacks is, you can only do so much with them. Right. And at the same time though, I I don't know. I just feel like they just find weapons and then like they just score touchdowns and then defenses just don't stop them. So that's how kind of just going off of. And I don't, I don't think there's anything wrong uh, on the surface with having games that you're, you're not as sure about. Right. I mean, we're going through every game. It's easy to pick your locks and things like that and games that you really like, but with, with this, it's tough. When we, when we go through every, every single game on the slate, it's, it's tough to sometimes nail some of these picks down and, uh, it's all right. It's all right to tell the people I'm, that you're not sure. That's all right. Nothing wrong with that. I'm Googling who Green Bay's number two receiver is going to be this weekend. It looks like it might be Equanimous St. Brown or whatever that guy's name is. Equanimous St. Brown. I love that guy. He might be. I love Jeez. that guy. The yeah. Fucking Valdez Scantling. They throw it like, I think they throw it like Tanya in there. Uh, Sternberger. Remember they got uh, Daguerre too as another tight end. Yeah, they've got a Josiah. I think is for Josiah Daguerre. I don't Mercedes know. Lewis. I think is still out there. They got a bunch of. Uh, is he is he still playing with them? I think so. He still plays. He's uh he did not practice this week though, so I don't know oh. if he's going to be playing. He was drafted. What was he drafted in like 1989, right? Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. I remember I was seven years old. Yeah. It was amazing. I think like Cade McNown was throwing him passes at UCLA. Yeah, he came out of the same year as Cadillac Williams. It was Cadillac Williams and Mercedes Lewis. <laughs> Cadillac, Ronnie Brown, and Mercedes Lewis, yeah. 
Yeah, Cadillac, Mercedes. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> Cedric Benson. Yeah. All right. All right. Cedric Rest Benson. in peace. Yes. Um, what's your locks? Give me a lock. Give the people a lock. Just one? Yeah, just or a couple if you got a couple. You oh. go ahead. Okay. Well, I've got two for you. I've got uh the Buffalo Bills, uh only down three and a half. I think that's a lock. I think they go in there and they handle their business. And of course, my lock of the week again in an outright victory, let alone getting points. The Minnesota Vikings getting off the schneid. You like that, Kirk Cousins? That's Guess what, boys? That game's at one o'clock. You can't that's look. a lock. That's your that's lock. lock. Yeah, lock. Lock it up. Same as my lock last week. Lock that's it up again this week. Three and a half so, points. They're at least covering. So lock against the spread, but not as a win. Oh yeah, lock against the spread. It was all no, against the spread course. here. Of yeah. course. It's only three and a half, but I'm telling you, they're a lock again. I respect it. <laughs> I don't. I don't. hasn't let me no. down yet. Captain you. Kirk. That's your one, boy. One you, rock, and you stick it with him. That's the main thing I respect, man. One, one PM Kirk is unbeatable. <laughs> that is way too much love for the Minnesota Vikings right now. Captain Kirk, man. That's his guy. That's been Absolutely. his guy for forever. For I, I don't know. Why? I don't know. I don't get it's it. so weird There's to me. something about I it. I think, you know what it is, is it's Miami's had such bad quarterbacks for so many years. He's just clung to, to random quarterbacks like Kirk Cousins, I suppose. That's what happens when, you know, your previous favorite quarterback was Jay fucking Fiedler. Oh, <laughs> boy. Got a Jay Fiedler autograph that I'm very proud of. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you do. That kid was a winner. He had a great winning percentage. I know. He's like he's the Kirk Cousins of 2002 or whenever the fuck he played. You know what? That makes a lot of sense now. That makes all the sense in the world. I just love those lovable losers that just can't quite get the job done. It's like a, it's like a you know metaphor for my life i guess hey man kirk beat guys. the saints in the playoffs last year though yeah. gotta give him that he's a, he's a gamer um <laughs> my right, locks. So he's not a fucking gamer <laughs> buffalo is my lock buffalo over las vegas i think that's my lock of the week um honestly i don't feel comfortable with any other locks though like i'm just kind of looking at the games and kind of thinking of the picks that i made and all these games just kind of like uh i don't know uh, i don't know hmm, i don't know um but yeah, Buffalo's my guarantee lock. I like. I think there's no way that they they're gonna lose to this Raiders team. I'm gonna I give you one right. more weird one, Bryce. I'm gonna give you one more weird one now that I looked at. It. I'm gonna give you a Cleveland too. Cleveland four and a half. I think they beat. I was looking at I think, Cleveland. I think they beat the. I think they beat Dallas outright because I think Cleveland's figured out who they are. I think, I'm, I think I'm, they're a running team and they're gonna. Down. I'm throwing money on Cleveland. I'm I'm definitely putting them, and that's actually that's gonna be part of my parlay. I got a parlay for the folks listening. Uh, right. Joe, you got any locks? I got a lock. I like Seattle. I think Seattle's my lock for the week. I like them to not only win, I like them to cover that spread. I like them to destroy Miami. They're going to go to 5 and 0. It's my lock. Okay, I'm doing that. All right. So, here's a good a good parlay for the folks listening at home. This is one that I'm personally betting myself. Three teamer, nothing too crazy. Um, I'm going with the Cleveland Dallas over. Okay. I'm going with the Detroit New Orleans uh Excuse me, Cleveland Dallas under. I'm going with the New Orleans Detroit over, and then I'm going with the uh, Buffalo Bills to cover. Three team lock or three three pick lock right there. Parlay. All right. Anybody got one? Three and a half. You want me to do a parlay, or do you want me to bet with that or against that? I mean, you gonna throw some money on that with me? Come on, man. Yeah, man. I'm I'm two and zero right now. Let me look at let me let me let me look again. I like the Buffalo, so let me look at. Um, yeah, 
the over under for the Dallas game. Yeah, Dallas, Cleveland, 56. 56. And then you're taking the under on that. And I'm taking the under. I'll take that bet. How much you want? Um, I'm putting, I'm probably going to bet 20 on it. Okay. I'm, I'm virtually 20. shaking your hand right now. All right, boom. There it is. I like the over in the Cleveland Dallas game, to be honest with you. Okay. It should be interesting. Ruder. Yeah, I'm not touching any kind of bets with you. Uh, there's, <laughs> there's no way. I see how I see how those turn out. Although your uh, your Chiefs hat might be an indicator that I should be taking bets on your profile picture, but I'm gonna I'm gonna steer clear. I, I kind of like it. I, I would agree with Joe. The one thing that I don't like about your parlay would be that uh, the under on the on the Dallas. I think it's gonna be a high scoring game. Uh, even though I said I know I get it. I said that uh, they're gonna run the ball both teams. Um, that scares me because I, I think that that one could go either way. I think I think what you're noticing, Bryce. By the way, the final note that I have for this week is that uh, I think Vegas is getting better at figuring out who these teams are. Yeah, and I think this is going to get progressively harder. I think early on it was tough, uh, but they've started to figure out where these teams are at, uh, and uh, I think that uh, they do a pretty damn good job. They make eh, these games really close. Vegas. They make them really close, man. Every week, every week that spread gets. Uh, that's why I said I got nervous about that Bills game at only minus three and a half. You would think it'd be a lot higher. So hey, that's, I'm nervous that's... this week that's part of the reason why I'm taking that bet too. Cause it's almost like I'm betting against Buffalo. So it would be a win, win, win for me either way. So either Buffalo covers and they win or they lose and I win money or something. I don't know. There you go. There you go, man. All right. All right, fellas, we did it. Week four picks are in the books. Joe, we appreciate you coming on the show, man. Yes, All sir. Thanks for having me. Um, you want to let the know, let the people know where they can find you. Uh, no, nowhere much. I'm in King George, Virginia. So nobody knows where the fuck that is. <laughs> <laughs> this is, yeah, I'm a, I'm a New York transplant. Nope. Just, um, yeah, I'm on Facebook with you guys. I follow you guys on Facebook. I follow a couple other podcasts. Um, I always listen to what you guys are doing. You guys are doing an awesome job. Um, and anytime that, uh, you know, you're willing to have me on. I'd, I'd like to be on. So yeah, man, we are in the works of a of a future episode that we're excited to do with you as well. So if you listen and be on the lookout for that, and uh, yeah, simple as that. Um, if you listen to this podcast, make sure that you go and follow us on. Well, go like our Facebook page, Sports Your Enthusiasm Podcast. Go and follow us on Twitter, SYE Pod. Email us, um, Sports Your Enthusiasm Podcast at gmail.com. Ruder. Drink. Ruder? Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> okay. I'm here. And I'm telling him. I'm telling him. I was giving him a little lead in time. He was, okay. Let him think about it for a second. Well, I got to tell you guys again this week drink plenty of water, stay hydrated, stay healthy. And that way you can uh, tune in again next week and win some more money on our next, uh, next edition of Beat the Odds. Oh, man, we, gotta, I didn't know we were supposed to have these fucking outros prepared like this. It's ridiculous. No, every <laughs> week, every week, Joe, we tell the people drink plenty of water. Stay okay. hydrated. That was Bryce's thing when I first joined the show. He used to say that. And now he lets me do it. As co-host of the year, I'm allowed to do the uh, drink plenty of water outro. One day we're going to get a water sponsor. That's going to be our first right. sponsor. It's going to be like great value water. <laughs> For me, it's got to be Poland Springs. It's got to be. I don't know about that. <laughs> got to be. Got to be. All right, man. We My appreciate roots. you guys listening. Thank you. You guys have a wonderful day. Uh, enjoy your Sunday. Put some money down. Win some money. Trust us. Mm. Take care. I got everything written down too.